welcome to a very special podcast from Capita. We're here at the Science Museum in London for Capita's brand relaunch event featuring some forward-thinking TED Talks about society's future. I'm Fiona Phillips and we'll be talking to some of the key people who've been involved with the brand relaunch as well as enjoying the atmosphere here at this iconic location and getting some reaction from clients on today's presentation. So we're here in the Tomorrow's World area at the Science Museum and from where I'm sitting I can see a whole zone uh, devoted to driverless cars which scares the life out of me. Uh, a mission to Mercury, did you know one of those had taken place? Uh, Bepi Colombo Space spacecraft launched in October 2018 apparently on a seven-year journey to Mercury which is the closest planet to the Sun and joining me at the Tomorrow's World area here at the Science Museum are Antonia Wade Chief Marketing Officer from Capita and Ishmael Amla who's Chief Growth Officer and Ishmael how will the rebrand support what you do? Yeah, I think, I think there's two ways that it supports us. Um, one is we want clients to reassess Capita. So they think Capita stands for something, has a particular set of skill sets. So we want to position something slightly different so they think, hey, there's something going on over here that I need to have a look at. And I think this brand will do that. And secondly, what I think it will do, the way clients are buying is changing and they're buying more digitally. So we needed to make something which works really well digitally. And this is a brand that is outstanding in how we can exploit it in a digital environment, which I think will allow us to better support how clients want to engage with us. So I'm, I'm quite excited in those two areas how we do this. So Antonia, Capita's partnered with TED Talks. Why is that relationship particularly relevant? When we were considering who to partner with when we wanted to launch our brand, then we thought, well, who is an organization that really symbolizes cutting edge thinking in those spaces and also touches on some of the topics that we know matter hugely to our clients, to the, our employees and the wider world. So things like learning, work, connected citizenship. Um, and TED seemed like a very obvious choice. They are a brand that's synonymous with um, deep content, with really cutting edge thinking, and really pushing people to think differently to solve some of the world's greatest problems. Yeah, so now you've done the big unveiling as well. How will the new branding be rolled out, do you think? Because the business itself is really diverse. We're taking a digital first approach because obviously that's where we're going to be positioning ourselves in future. Um, in terms of uh, the kind of physical locations, we're doing that in a phased kind of thoughtful way in terms of from a cost perspective as you would expect from a company like ours um, but we are our first kind of big thing after post TED and all the content associated with TED um, is to relaunch capita.com and that'll be happening kind of towards you know the, the end of this year um, and then starting to think about some of the ways that we start to advertise the company and what we stand for across social um, and digital advertising channels. Quite a challenge. Quite an exciting opportunity as a CMO, yeah. I have Absolutely. to say. Absolutely. What a dream. What a dream. Dream job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you both seem very happy. Thank you very much for joining us uh, this evening, Antonia Thanks, and Ishmael. Thank Thanks you, Fiona. Thank you. Still here at the Science Museum, where around 400 of Capita's clients are attending, and I'm very kindly joined by three of them: Mel Charles, who's from the Pension Regulator; uh, Molly Horsley from Scottish Water; and Clive Mills from Transport for London, something I use very regularly. 
Uh, all the delegates here are being asked to share their thoughts by answering questions on the event app. Uh, we have a couple of the questions from the app to put to the three of you now. Uh, so first of all, Molly um, from Scottish Water, if you could change one thing about your industry or area of expertise to transform it uh, for the future, what would it be and why? So um, we are a really capital intensive industry and that creates a huge amount of greenhouse gas emissions. So at the moment we're really thinking hard about how we change um, the industry to make sure we're trying to strive to reach the net zero emissions targets that have been set by the Scottish Government. Um, and that's going to take huge transformational change um, across everything that we work in from the cars our fleet drive but to how we pour concrete into the ground, whether we need to pour concrete into the ground to build new kind of treatment works and, and plants um, and and the little small things we can do as well so how can we absorb more carbon from the atmosphere using the land we own in Scotland as well so I think that's one thing that we really need to look to um, to others to help us to bring ideas to us to really help us transform. Um, so let's go on to you then, Clive. Uh, Clive Mills from TfL, Transport for London. Lovely to see you. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you could think of an idea from the last few years which has solved a problem, big or small, which one do you wish you'd had? Almost so admire. for me, it would yeah. have been the white LED light bulb that we use in our houses now. I mean, just a few years ago, there were no white LEDs, huge electricity bills, the tungsten lamp, and then we had the fluorescent tube. And now we have this amazing piece of kit where somebody discovered just that little bit of extra chemical to add to have a white LED light. So it was only red and green, I think, for a while. But then we had that, that white LED light, and that's changed the world. And it's got a Nobel Prize. I wish I'd been that person. I didn't know it had a Nobel Prize. Yeah. So, Mel, I've got one more question for you. So, a question from the app, and here it is. What does striving for better mean for you and your organisations? Um, so, uh, we regulate pensions, and actually, it's, it's very simple for us. It's very clear. It's all about better outcomes for people saving for their retirement. We're all living longer, and uh, it uh, has been a real... Uh, really interesting journey for us. We got involved in automatic enrolment, which was engaging with all of the employers in the UK uh, to make sure that all employees were given the chance to join a pension. We've got over 10 million new savers into pensions, and now we're continuing that journey as we work out how we as a regulator can be much clearer about what we expect and um, much quicker in the way that we identify issues and track them and respond to them, and when we have to be much tougher in enforcement, that's the job of a regulator. <laughs> So, um, Clive, what particularly stood out for you during the day? Well, a couple of things. I, I love the what three words, or which three words, and I love the four words of the cap of the strap line. We create better outcomes, and who doesn't want a better outcome? Well, that's what we all want, isn't it, really? Exactly. So, yeah, good choice. And you, Molly? Um, for me, it was Tim's talk right at the start of the evening, um, and um, and really the language he was using in his talk was fascinating and not one you hear a lot in business. So he talks about things like creating intimacy, um, and suggested that we should all take um, a couple of minutes of mindfulness at the start of each meeting. Um, so I'll be taking that back to Scottish Water and seeing if we can give it a try at least. You'll have to make some time for the mindfulness. We, though, we will. We'll need to put time. it on the agenda, I'm sure, of the meeting. 
Okay, and finally you, Mel Charles, um, from the pension regulator. What particularly stood out for you from the whole event? Lots to choose from. Uh, well, actually it started with John Lewis because it was so refreshing to hear a big organisation like Capita with 63,000 employees talking almost exclusively about the employees and the colleagues that they had in Capita. So actually I found that really refreshing. But. Um, there were so many inspiring talks today, and undoubtedly the last talk about what three words was amazing, but the first was probably the one that resonated with me about the romantic uh, approach to business and humanizing the approaches we take, all of these new innovations, all of the automation as it could be seen as a great threat, but actually at the end of the day, you still need humans making decisions. So I found that So reassuring. you need your space for mindfulness, <laughs> don't you? You absolutely do. Do you think you'll find your space for mindfulness? Well, let's hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for your sake. Thank you very much, Mel. And to you, Molly and Clive, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. So joining me now, I'm very pleased to say, is Jeff Kirshner from Literati. You gave a TED talk today, I believe. I did, Fiona. We are, uh, we're on a mission to eradicate litter, and we are building a community to clean the planet one piece at a time. Um, and it all started on a walk in the woods with my two little kids. So how do you build this community? Have you started building this community? We have. In fact, the Literati community is in 115 countries. And the way it works is very simple. There's an iOS and Android application. You photograph a piece of litter, and that photograph holds a tremendous amount of data. So we're able to understand who is picking up what, meaning the brand and the materials. We understand where everything is geotagged and when everything is timestamped. And that data helps us work with cities who want to understand what's lying on their streets and sidewalks, or with NGOs who want to clean up beaches in the ocean, or with schools who we work with in a curriculum sense, um, and even with everyday activists and individuals. See, this is exciting, isn't it? Because this so. could grow and grow and grow and grow. Well, for some context, it started again on a walk in the woods with my two little kids and my daughter, who was four, noticed this plastic tub of cat litter sitting in a creek, and she looked at me and said, Daddy, that doesn't go there. And it was this innocent comment, but it was an eye-opening moment for me. And so what started out as me taking a photograph on Instagram of a cigarette butt has now grown into this worldwide community. Last night, we crossed over four million pieces of litter that have been mapped, measured, cataloged, and collected. And we feel like we're just getting started. So, Jeff, why is it important to have these? Actually, they're small ideas, really, that become big. Why is it important to have them now? Well, it's that old African proverb, if not now, then when, and if not us, then who? When it comes to something like litter, which is not sexy, is not fun, is not my responsibility, is not your, right? It's, there's a million reasons why we shouldn't or won't concentrate on this, which is exactly why we believe the time is now. The opportunity is so massive and the need is so important. Jeff Kirshner, pleasure to speak to you from Literati. Thank you very Thank much you, indeed. Fiona. Thank you. Now, to open the talk today, Capita's CEO John Lewis addressed the audience composed of Capita's clients. We are now well advanced, hence the timing on the repositioning of the brand, on our strategy to reposition Capita as a consulting, a digitally enabled services and software platforms business. 
Put simply, we leverage that triumvirate of capabilities to deliver innovations that simplify what are often very complex processes for our clients, the links and engagements they have with either their customers or their citizens. In doing so, we really do one of four things. We drive productivity and efficiency. We reduce risk. We provide insights through analytics associated with the data we deal with. And we deliver better customer journeys. And we do that often working in very complex and difficult areas of both government and the private sector. And we do it for around 35 million people in this country every week. And he concluded his speech with this. But I'd like to take this opportunity to share just a few thoughts uh, on the future of work in particular. At Capita, this is something we are both fascinated by and worried about. Um, a significant proportion of the services we de uh, deliver today are very process-based, uh, they're very cumbersome, uh, and lend themselves, of course, to things like robotic process automation, AI, and machine learning. And I think sometimes we underestimate the pace at which change is taking place, particularly around RPA. Now, Britain, of course, has gone through many revolutions, whether it's the industrial, whether it's the agricultural, more recently the move to a predominantly services-based economy. But they occurred over time spans far longer, I would suggest, than the likely time span associated with the adoption of AI, robotics, and machine learning. We need to think about how we're going to reskill people and who is responsible for reskilling people. Uh, there's an expectation that companies will be responsible for reskilling the workforce. Well, that means a disproportionate amount of the burden will fall on those companies that employ people who are less skilled. That equation doesn't solve. Uh, do we have to work with government, perhaps, so that we share the cost of reskilling the workforce over the course of the next decade? <laughs> So thanks very much to all our guests and fascinating stuff we've heard this evening. And if you'd like to know more about what we've been discussing on this podcast, you can go to beta.capita.com forward slash home. And we'll be back again very soon with our brand new Tomorrow's Organisations podcast series, where I'll be joined by experts in their fields to explore how our working lives will look in the years ahead and what you can do to make sure you don't get left behind. So until then, from me, Fiona Phillips, and all our guests here, it's goodbye.